you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, Action Network's basketball betting podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the best bets episode for Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Tuesday, October 31st. There's a double header tonight on TNT. Knicks, Cavs, followed by Spurs, Suns. And one other game, Magic at Clippers. I'm Maria Marino filling in for Matt Moore. You may know me as host of Green Dot Daily on weekdays at 3 Eastern via the Action app and YouTube channel or from the WNBA episodes right here on this podcast. Excited to be joined today by our NBA experts, Brian Fonseca and Jay Money. Look, we got a, a few games on the slate, like I mentioned. Uh, so we're going to keep this pretty short and sweet. Get your best bets and then we'll explain why. Jay, why don't you tip us off? Yeah, I'll take the Spurs plus the six and a half. Brian? I'm going within that game. Yusuf Nurkic over nine and a half rebounds against the Spurs. All right, cool. So let's start with with that game as a whole. And uh, Jay, since you like the side, tell us how you're handicapping it. Yeah, I like the Spurs here. Uh, did open up at plus eight, then kind of went down to plus six and a half with the news that Devin Booker is doubtful in this game, which doesn't mean that he's out. Uh, in today's NBA, you can be doubtful and then go back to questionable, then possibly in. But they have lost nine straight versus the Phoenix Suns, so I know they're going to be motivated to have that to end that streak there. I do believe the Spurs have the better overall depth when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the bench and the guards as well. So we know that the Suns don't really have a true point guard right now, and if they are missing and Devin Booker. It's basically going to be KD uh, and the and basically the bench guys out there. So I will rock with the up-and-coming Spurs in this one, also coming off a blowout loss um, as well. So give me the bounce-back spot with the Spurs in this one. All right. And Brian, what is your reaction to that, and how does it feed into the prop you like? I mean, both things can happen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's the case for the sake of the show. But I think uh, with Yusuf Nurkic, he has a favorable rebounding matchup here because the Spurs are – is going to be one of the worst rebounding teams all season and their front court 
Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that Victor Wembanyama is a bad player or that Zach Collins is a bad player, but neither of them are great rebounders. Uh, if Victor Wembanyama will be a great rebounder someday, will not be in his rookie season. He'll have the occasional, you know, 12 rebound performance like he did earlier uh, this year, which earlier this year sounds stupid because the season just started a week ago. Uh, but Victor Wembanyama, nonetheless, like he's somebody who's going to have a bunch of five rebound games, six rebound games. And Zach Collins is not going to be a terror on the boards. And Yusuf Nurkic kind of is, especially when he's on point. He has a 14 and 14 already this season. I think he's going to be a double-double threat often this year in his new role in Phoenix. Um, and he's starting off the season, you know, pretty well. So I like him going over nine and a half uh, right now in this game and what I think is a favorable matchup for him. Okay, very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is going to be a fun one. I think everyone is just uh, tuning in to see on a night-to-night basis what Webinyama is going to do. Uh, and I think um, we also are <laughs> trying to figure out who's in, who's out. And and Jay, you you alluded to it before with with Devin Booker. You know, could be doubtful one day, could be in the next, could be playing one day, could be out the next. It seems to be. Um, a theme here in the first week of the season in the NBA. I know it's a little bit frustrating both for fans and, uh, and especially betters in terms of trying to figure out uh, how to bet games and also just what you're going to be tuning into on any given night uh, here with the NBA. But I think a, a big part of it, of that whole issue is just the number of back-to-backs that we're seeing um, in this, in this first week. I counted 18 teams that have back-to-backs within this first week. And two of those actually have two back-to-backs in the first week. And uh, those two teams are the Knicks and and Cavaliers. And I just wanted to touch on that game as well, just because it is kind of of an interesting scenario. Uh, What do you make of this, Brian? I mean, the back-to-backs aren't really helping betting-wise, right? (laughs) You know, because it's like... It's constant. And if you're playing fantasy, forget it. Like I've already dealt with, what do you mean Bam Adebayo is not playing all of a sudden because of a hip contusion after he was, you know, fine. And all of a sudden he's doubtful and he's out. And then, you know, I have to pick up, I don't even remember who I picked up for fantasy this week, but uh, it was uh, just a role player. It was like Aaron Neesmith or somebody like that. Um, Yeah. So it's just going to be weird. And this is what we get because it's an 82 game season and the season is very long. And Early on, you've already had players rest. Uh, it's, it seemed like Bradley Beal rest the season opener, which <laughs> I, I don't understand like what's going on there. But yeah, I mean, who's in, who's out is going to be a big thing. And this is why I don't get caught up in sample sizes with betting this early in the year, because we're not going to have a healthy sample size of who's playing or, you know, trends and things of that nature. I think we're still a couple weeks away from having like real data, real sample sizes to sort of wager in on and right now since it's still early we're all just kind of guessing and you know some would say that since we're betting we're all just kind of guessing to some degree but I think the guesses will become more educated uh, as we move on because we're going to have more to work with right now I mean it's just kind of like almost Russian roulette to some degree. Jay do you agree with that and how do you um, sort of weigh out the possibility of like a last minute injury when you're deciding what to bet? 
Yeah, I perfectly agree with that. Um, it's crazy because the past three seasons, I'd like to call myself a professional uh, NBA better, but the last three seasons, uh, for whatever reason, to start the season, exactly what Brian said. I mean, I'm kind of just guessing. I mean, you can kind of go off from last year, but some teams are different. They're running different schemes, might have a different coach. But uh, yeah, we're kind of just guessing. And then when the with the players sitting out, I mean, like, I mean, Brandon Ingram being announced out five minutes before the game is just, I don't know, man. It's just really, I don't know, man. I don't really know what to do with that, but. Ryan's right there um, with right there spot on. They were kind of just guessing, but um, I did want to touch on that on the Knicks. Uh, can, mm-hmm. Maria, are you ready for me to touch on the Knicks? Yeah, Cavs absolutely. Game? Yeah, because I, I, this was a spot that I really had circled to back the Cavs here. They kind of built their team around like getting more three point shooters and things like that, getting more toughness built around facing the Knicks. We all know that they got put out of the playoffs in the first round by the Knicks. I'm only uh, they only won one game as well, so they lost the series four to one. This is a circle spot for them and, and first game of back to back as well, a little bit kind of like a baseball series. But um, I thought the Cavs might be taking this game a little bit more serious. I've been seeing Jared Allen practicing as well i know garland is really injured which i mean jerry Allen is well but i've been seeing him practice and i thought that he was going to be in for this game thinking that this was a huge game but it looks like they are going to be out but if donovan mitchell does play something tells me that he he still tries to do his best um to try to get the Cavs to come out here with a win who are zero and two so far at the house well, Jay, I know you're really big on motivational spots and uh the Cavs certainly would be motivated but it seems like what you're saying is you don't feel comfortable, <laughs> you know, backing the Cavs just because of all the injuries on the board. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I had to. I'm probably going to stay off of them. But um, like I said, if I had at least Jared Allen there, even Darius Garland could be out. I'd like to. I think that Lavert and Donovan Mitchell, who isn't ruled in yet, um, still might have something to say. Brian, you're probably bigger on the props. I feel like if Donovan Mitchell does play here, he could probably be very live to go over his points prop because it's basically going to be him and Lavert, um, and then maybe some guys like Max Struess. But this is going to be all on Donovan Mitchell, and they know how they went out sad in their playoff series. They said mm-hmm. the lights were too bright for them. So um, this is still a circle spot for him, but with those two major your injuries I do think I'm going to lay off this game yeah and and Brian I'll, I'll get your response to that the one good thing I guess is if you bet a player prop on you know someone specific and then they are ruled out uh you get your money back right but that uh, that's probably a rare occurrence that being said um how are you looking at this matchup from a uh, a player prop perspective yeah, and I'll say also, like, from a team standpoint, I, I was looking at betting the Cavs also because it felt like a good early season revenge spot, which you do mm-hmm. get in the NBA. But, you know, with all the injury uncertainty, we'll probably have to wait till closer to the tip, maybe 30 minutes, maybe five minutes. But player prop-wise, uh, with Jared Allen out, and even with Jared Allen in, I'm not sure how much this would have impacted it, given what we saw in the playoffs. But Mitchell Robinson over nine and a half rebounds, I actually saw at plus 110 at one book, which I found very interesting. He's gotten... 15 and 13 in his last couple games and Mitchell Robinson did go off uh, from a rebounding standpoint in the last couple playoff games with 11 and 18 against the Knicks last year um did have a couple unders as well but did have some you know multiple five offensive rebound performances before those last couple games as well and I think that with Jared Allen out like that's gonna make it a little more easy for Mitchell Robinson to sort of get mm-hmm. these boards um as long as he stays out of foul trouble that's sort of the caveat but, you know, with Evan Mobley there, it's just less of a threat from a rebounding perspective. As high as, you know, we all are on what Evan Mobley could be, he still is kind of like 
more of a tweener between that four or five spot as opposed to just a straight up five. So I think that uh, Mitchell Robinson could have a field day rebounding the basketball for whatever reason. I like rebounding props, um, even though, you know, it's not sort of really my bag. I tend to look at assists because I was a point guard because I'm a short dude. And uh, yeah, we'll go with Mitchell Robinson over nine and a half (laughs) rebounds against the, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, I'm like, I'm like five foot something, you know what I mean? So I didn't have a lot of options. I was not a center uh, at all. Uh, I wish I played with good centers back in the day, but I often played without a center at all. But, you know, it is what it is. All right. I'm just saying, Jay, I know you hoop. Like, we need to get this action network Let's do uh, it. game going. Like, we need a pickup game next time we're all in the same city. Um, Three-point contest. All that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three-point contest. Right. We got to. I need, oh, to get well. back in. I need to get back in basketball shape. I'm in, like, other athletic shape, but I, basketball-wise, ooh. I got to get it back. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's tough to do. All right. So uh, to recap, your best bets, Jay Money likes the Spurs plus six and a half. Meanwhile, Brian Fonseca likes Yusuf Nurkic over nine and a half boards. And talking about the Knicks-Cav game, uh, Mitch Robinson over nine and a half rebounds as well. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Like I said, there is one other game. Uh, Doesn't seem like we're going to be betting it per se, but I did want to mention Magic and Clippers because once again, we have the Clippers are going to be on the first half of a Mm back-to-back. Magic will be on the second half of a back-to-back. So as I mentioned, you know, I I, like I was looking at the schedule and I, I just was like, is it normal to have this many back-to-backs in a week span. It just seems like a lot to me, and I feel like that's why we're we're seeing a lot of conversation around resting players and injuries. And, you know, I, I wonder if that's going to die down a little bit as the NBA season goes on, because I don't think this is what Adam Silver wants us to be talking about, but mm-hmm. but here we are. Um, any final thoughts, you guys? Um, I was just going to say that some of these guys are actually injured, so it's unfair, but it's the it's the track record. It's from the past few years having guys basically just rest. I mean, it's like Jimmy Butler resting the other day, right? So um, it, I don't think it's going to change. Personally, I just think the NBA players these days are getting softer and softer by the year. Well, I'm glad you did mention sort of the difference between resting and, and legitimate injuries. And sometimes it's hard to tell, right? Because when you see something pop up last minute, like for instance, you brought up the the Brandon Ingram injury uh, Monday night coming out, which was listed as right knee soreness. I have no reason to think that is not a legitimate injury, but like you said, because of the tendencies we've seen in the past with some of these players resting, it makes you question, you know, it makes you question is that, is that legit? But I want to be fair to the players. I want to give the players the benefit of the doubt. Um, because I don't think this is all on the players. Uh, you know, Matt Moore went on a rant on this podcast a, a day ago saying like, hey, you know, the training staffs are recommending this, you know, mm-hmm. and they have data that that back it. And um, particularly 
once again, uh, in regards to back-to-back situations. Uh, so we have to keep that in mind. We're also cramming a lot of games into not a long period of time. And I think with, with the NBA, the thing that we're, we're kind of up against here is that in the NBA, you get the best teams playing 100-plus games a year, including regular season and preseason, and if they play deep into the playoffs, whereas like the best teams in Europe who don't struggle with injuries as much, they'll play like 60-something games in a year. <laughs> and and you know this is this is like they're this is they have the same sort of schedule that they're working with where it'll be like September to June or October to June or whatever and the games are a little bit more spaced out even teams that play in like EuroLeague and things of that nature they don't get to 82 games in a season so i think that you know ultimately like we're playing a lot of games and we know why it's going to continue to be 82 and not anything less than that um, mm-hmm. so I, I think, I think there's, there's sort of an answer here that we know what the answer could be, but you know, we're not going to get there. And I think, I think guys doing the Andre Miller of playing 82 games, uh, a season, like seven, eight years in a row, is probably not going to happen anymore. There's not going to be an Ironman streak anymore, which sucks because I think that's pretty cool when guys, you know, just show up and they play. But I mean, this is what training staff sort of recommends. So uh, buyer beware, I guess. Yeah. Also, if you're if you're betting on it, uh, and if you're uh, buying a ticket, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, we just win our bets, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Jay <laughs> Money's over here making that making that money sign, and like I gotta say, the NBA has sort of brought this on itself. Uh, I think because I think most people would be in favor of shortening the season by a little mm-hmm. bit to improve the quality of the games, to eliminate some of some more of these back-to-backs. I know the league has um, done quite a bit of that in the past couple of years, but still, um, but you wonder about the money that, that could be lost to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, these NBA owners, they can, they can book like what more concerts in their venues on these off nights, right? Like really, are they really right. going to lose that much money? Um, so I think that's interesting. And also, um, look on the one hand, we have more games to bet on, so that's good. Um, but on the other hand too, like I would rather see players potentially rest a little earlier in the season than injured in the postseason when we all really, really want to see the best basketball played. So that's just my humble opinion. Uh, but look, We don't want to go on too long of a tangent here. Like I said, this was the best bets episode of this Halloween. I hope you guys are going to have uh, some good Halloween plans, by the way. I... I'm a little pathetic, so I don't think I will, but I'll be I'll be watching NBA at least. All right. This has been Buckets. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, I'm Maria Marino. Thank you, Brian Fonseca and Jay Money for joining. Good luck and Buckets will be back tomorrow. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.